Welcome to the Wisdom School, a podcast by the Perennial Leader Project. To learn more and support the show, visit us at perennialleader.com. To begin, let's take a few moments and distinguish physical pain from suffering. To do so, we'll turn to a well-known Buddhist parable, the dart of painful feeling, commonly known today as the second arrow. The Buddha taught his followers, monks, when the uninstructed worldling experiences a painful feeling, he sorrows, grieves, and laments. He weeps, beating his breast, and becomes distraught. He feels two feelings, a bodily one and a mental one. Suppose they were to strike a man with a dart, and then strike him immediately after with a second dart, so that the man would feel a feeling caused by two darts. So too, when the uninstructed worldling experiences a painful feeling. He feels two feelings, a bodily one and a mental one. The Buddha continues to explain, while experiencing that same painful feeling, he harbors aversion toward it. When he harbors aversion towards painful feeling, the underlying tendency to aversion toward painful feeling lies behind this. While experiencing painful feelings, he seeks delight in sensual pleasure. For what reason? Because the uninstructed worldling does not know of any escape from painful feeling other than sensual pleasure. When he seeks delight in sensual pleasure, the underlying tendency to lust for pleasant feelings lies behind this. He does not understand it as it really is the origin and the passing away, the gratification, the danger, and the escape in the case of these feelings. When he does not understand these feelings, the underlying tendency to ignore in regard to neither painful nor pleasant feelings lies behind this. On the contrary, when the instructed noble disciple experiences a painful feeling, explain the Buddha. He does not sorrow, grieve, or lament. He does not weep, beating his breast, and become distraught. He feels one feeling, a bodily one, not a mental one. Suppose they were to strike a man with a dart, but they would not strike him immediately after with a second dart, so that the man would feel a feeling caused by one dart only. So too, when the instructed noble disciple experiences a painful feeling, he feels one feeling, a bodily one, not a mental one. The Buddhist teacher and nun Pema Trojan writes in Welcoming the Unwelcome that the Buddha's main concern was always to help people become free of suffering, with the understanding that our suffering originates from confusion in our mind. 
His objective was to help us wake up from that confused state. He therefore encouraged or discouraged certain forms of behavior based on whether they promoted or hindered that process of awakening. The first arrows of life are not necessarily avoidable or within our control. The illnesses, the insults, the setbacks may come whether we want them to or not. This is why so many people throughout history have pointed to the notion that life is hard and painful at times. The Franciscan priest and writer Richard Rohr frequently says, if we do not transform our pain, we will transmit it in some form. The question then might be, how does one accept the facts of life without making things worse for themselves? What is the wisest response for you in the midst of life's trials and triumphs, whatever they may be? Someone who was no stranger to the suffering of life was the poet Charles Bukowski. He is known today for his dark style of of poetry. In his poem, The Laughing Heart, Bukowski writes, Your life is your life. Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is a light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. Be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances. Know them. Take them. You can't beat death, but you can beat death in life, sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvelous. The gods wait to delight in you.